After a three and a half month hiatus, we're finally back. And oh, does it feel so good to talk about basketball again. First off, I just want to give a big shout out to Adam Silver for successfully coordinating this season despite the difficulties with COVID. Honestly, Roger Goodell can learn a thing or two from you, even though I doubt he'd listen. This short and regular season was definitely one of the most memorable ones for me. For the first time since the Steve Nash era, the Suns are finally relevant again, thanks to the point god himself, Chris Paul. Steph Curry is still a cheat code as he's averaging close to 32 points per game a night, and of course the KD-led Nets created a super team by trading for James Harden. I could start for this Nets team and they'd still win 50 plus games. That just demonstrates how unstoppable their offense truly is. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome back my co-host and basketball stud Cameron Mamoudi. Cameron, what's going on, bro? What's going on, guys? It's an honor to be back. And um, I just want to recall something that I said uh, before the hiatus started. I did call the Knicks making the playoffs, and I did get laughed at three and a half months ago. Um, Look at me now. So I just want to get that out the way real quick, um, that I did indeed make that prediction, and I did indeed get laughed at, but 4C, that's all I got to say. Hey, man, sometimes in life, you know, they laugh at you, but when you're achieving, when you're on top, they want to be you. So um, I get that, bro. I get that. But today, Cam and I are going to discuss the play-in scenarios, finals predictions, and teams to watch out for during the playoffs. So before we get started, I just want to explain like the play-in tournament and how it works. So for the second time in NBA history, the NBA is going to host a play-in tournament that will start on May 18th and end on the 21st. The 7th through 10th seeds will compete in this tournament and the 9 and 10 seeds will play each other, and the winner of that game will move on to play the loser of the 7th and 8th seed game. Then, the winner of the 7th and 8th seed game will automatically secure a spot in the playoffs as the 7th seed. Finally, the winner of the 9-10 seed and the loser of the 7-8 seed will secure a spot in the playoffs as the 8th seed. So now that I've explained the play-in scenario, I have to ask you this, Cam. Which teams in the Eastern Conference do you think will come out as the 7th and 8th seed? second okay i know boston washington okay it's indiana and charlotte and boston and washington okay so i think the seven seed is going to be washington i mean washington's just been on an absolute tear lately russell westbrook is looking like his prime self right now bradley beal is playing great i just really like what's going on with that washington team right now and Boston, as you know, they hit a little bit of a hole with the Jalen Brown injury. And, like, I just feel like the lack of rim protection. And um, I don't know. I just felt like it's been an overall disappointing season for the Boston Celtics. And I, I just feel that the Wizards just have way too much momentum going into that game. I think the Wizards are easily going to take the seventh place. So that would leave Boston playing the winner of the Indiana and Charlotte game as much as I love my guy, LaMelo Ball. I'm going to have to go with... Is Indy going to be healthy? Well, uh, Malcolm Brogdon's so out. Malcolm Brogdon's out. Okay, that changes things. But DeMontis is going to play. Um, you know, that's tough. You know what? I'm going to give my boy LaMelo the benefit of the doubt. We're going to go Charlotte 8 seed, Washington 7 seed. Uh, oh, yeah. So Charlotte's then going to play Boston. So I think Charlotte's going to be Indiana. Then they're going to be Boston. So Charlotte will be the 8th seed, and Washington will be the 7th seed. Wow, wow. Okay, bold prediction. Um, So I think in my opinion, I think the Celtics will be the 7th seed and the Wizards will be the 8th seed. 
Like you said, throughout the whole season, the Celtics have been a big disappointment after finishing last season as the third seed. And I understand that they've had guys in and out of the lineup, such as Kemba Walker, who's only played 43 games this season, but they should not be a game above 500, especially when you have two all-star talents in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown especially, who's had a breakout season. However, I do think that they'll be able to beat the Wizards in the play-in scenario, so that's why I think they're going to get the seventh seed. And I think the Wizards are going to get the eighth seed, like you said, because they've just gotten hot at the right time, and they have the best backcourt in the league going up against a Pacers team without their floor general and second-best player, Malcolm Brogdon. If I'm a Pacers fan or a Hornets fan, I'm honestly already accepting defeat. The Hornets have been super fun to watch this season due to the high-flying dunks from Bridges, flashy passes from LaMelo, and obviously the highlight plays from Rozier, and the incredibly entertaining announcing from Eric Collins. That guy's goaded. Uh, however, I just don't think the Hornets have enough firepower to compete with Boston, especially with Hayward out, and they're going to have no answer for Beal or Westbrook. And like you said, Westbrook has been on absolute tear. During the month of April, this guy put up video game numbers. He averaged 21.1 points per game, 13.3 rebounds, and 12 assists. And what's even more insane is he has recorded 21 triple doubles in his last 25 games, which is the most in a 25-game stretch in NBA history. And obviously, he surpassed the great Oscar Robertson with 182 triple doubles. I mean, this man is a statistical anomaly, and there should be no more Russ Slander. Beal has been a monster once again by averaging 31.4 points per game. And the Wizards are a top three offensive team in the league by averaging 116.7 points per game, even though they're the worst defensive team in the league by allowing teams to average 118.6 points per game. They have so much offensive weapons, and I think guys such as Hachimura, Gafford, and Alex Len are going to make life somewhat difficult on Sabonis because I think the Pacers are going to beat the Hornets. And so I think the Wizards are going to slide in at the eighth spot, and I think they're definitely going to give trouble to the Sixers in the first round. But... Yeah, so my yeah, seventh I mean, seed. The Hornets in the playoffs, like, I just feel the energy from the, what's his name, the announcer? Oh, Eric Collins, bro. He's so goaded. Yeah, I just feel like the playoff energy from Eric Collins would be. Oh, it would be immaculate. Fan- fantastic. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I really want to see that. And, um, I mean, as you know, I'm a Laker fan, so, like, I'm obviously going to show, like, a little, I'm going to give. I'm not going to give Boston the benefit of the doubt because, I mean, I hate them kind of. So, I mean, it would be nice to see them missing out on the playoffs. But, yeah, let's go. I think the Wizards will be the seventh seed. Charlotte will be the eighth seed. Yeah, I respect that decision. I just don't think – I think Boston's going to get it together. I mean, they still have Kemba, Marcus Smart, Fournier, and Tatum, obviously, who's an absolute beast. So, I got the Celtics being the seventh seed and then the Wizards being the eighth seed. But now we got to let's switch gears for a second. And in the oh, Western Conference, this. your Los Angeles Lakers, bro, are in the play in. Wow. So I got to ask you, bro, who do you have as the seventh seed? And then who do you have as the eighth seed in the West? I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to come down here and say that we're going to lose on Wednesday. I think we're going to win on Wednesday. God willing, please. God, I think we will win on Wednesday, even though I saw us play the Warriors earlier this season. We were up like 20-something points. We end up blowing it and losing to them. That cannot happen. The Lakers had this problem where they play down to their competition. It just happened on Sunday in Indiana. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Saturday, Saturday in Indiana. 
That cannot happen where we play down to our competition. Otherwise, we will lose. We will lose. So, that can't happen. However, it's playoff brawn. And playoff brawn knows that he has to show up, that this is a one-and-done game, that he has to win this game. It's like it's like an NFL playoff game. you got to win the game to advance. And I think the boys, my boys, are going to make history. Not only we're going to win the playing game, we're going to win the playing game. I really think we're going to win the playing game, especially fully healthy, firing on all cylinders. We're going in up with, we're going into the playing game with a five-game winning streak. I think we're going to win the playing game, and then we are going to become the lowest seed in NBA history to win an NBA championship. So, I mean, you just got my one of one half of my final predictions right there. So. The Lakers will win this 7-8 game, 8-9 uh, game. It's San Antonio, Memphis, if I'm not mistaken. I think Memphis yeah, will is. take that game. Yeah. So, I think Memphis is going to take that game. Then Memphis will play Golden State. I think Curry's going to get the 8 seed. Yeah. And we'll see Curry playing against Utah. And don't be surprised, if, ladies and gentlemen, if Steph does a We Believe Warriors moment <laughs> once again. So, hey, man, you heard what maybe, Draymond said. We ain't no effing we believe team, bro. Come on. Come on. No, 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 no. But no, I definitely agree with you. They definitely have that yeah. same sort of um, like mentality I mean, as that we believe team. I agree. Story, with Clay, it's a whole different story, though. With Clay, a whole different story. I really oh, 100%. Wish I got Clay Thompson this season. I <laughs> The league would be a lot different if Clay Thompson was playing. Oh, of course. Steph is getting like triple team every day. He's getting quadruple team, man. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I saw them play against the Clippers, I think. I yeah, you saw that graphic of games. Batum, Paul George, and Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Ridiculous. Like, I didn't watch that many Warriors games, but when they've been on national television, I've been watching, they were playing the Clippers, and like, as soon as the poor guy crossed half court, he just got bombarded. Dude, it's like, ridiculous. It was, it's. I feel so bad for him because the rest of his team is like god awful. I mean, except Wiggins on a good night, which. And I mean, I mean Draymond. Draymond does good. stuff that doesn't show up in the stat sheet, and he's a really solid I mean, point yeah, forward. I'm, I'm talking about offensive creativity. He doesn't have. I agree. I 100 percent agree with that. And Clay offers that on a whole yeah. other level. But anyway, I want to see what you have to say. About yeah. That. Um. I mean. Let's 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 just be honest right here. Steph Curry, honestly, I think he deserves the MVP. I mean, this guy put up video game numbers the whole season while being triple teamed. As soon as he got, yeah, yeah, most yeah, most petrifying player in the league. And the thing about a guy like that is he can get hot any night, and when he gets hot, there's no way that anyone can stop him. However, I will say this about the Lakers: the last week or so. They have shown me that they're arguably the best defensive team in the league. And a great example of that was their game against the Knicks that went into overtime when Braun wasn't playing. I mean, they went into OT and they were still in the 90s. That That's ridiculous. And I think this team, when they're locked in defensively, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. I, under, I understand that Steph, in a one-game scenario, is arguably more dangerous than LeBron just because as soon as he crosses half court, this guy's a threat to score from anywhere. But... I will say this about the Lakers. They pose so many matchup problems to that Golden State team, especially with James Wiseman out, who's their main rim protector. And 
But I mean, like you said, playoff LeBron is another animal. I understand that he's not at 100%, but even at 90%, I don't see Kelly Oubre. I don't see Wiggins. I don't see Juan Toscano Anderson. I don't see Draymond Green stopping that man. And then when you have a guy like Anthony Davis, 6'11", can face you up, hit the mid-range shot, drive to the basket, dunk all over you. Then you got Andre Drummond, another big body that can rebound. I mean, it's just pick your poison. And then you got Schroeder as a fourth option, who can dance and score offensively as well. So I really don't see the Lakers lose. Yeah, and then Talon Horn Tucker off the bench. I mean, I think it's going to be a good game, and Golden State can definitely beat them because Steph can get hot and shit happens, you know? Like, when a player like him gets hot, I mean, nothing you can do about it. But honestly, I see the Lakers beating them and securing that seventh seed. And then the San Antonio-Memphis game, I see Memphis winning that, especially with Jaron Jackson Jr. back. And if Dylan Brooks stays out of foul trouble, they're winning that game. And then I think, like you said, Golden State, they're definitely going to win that game against either Memphis or San Antonio, and they're going to secure the eighth spot. So I have the seventh seed as the Lakers and the eighth seed as the Golden State Warriors. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, we're, I just... We're on I, the same page on yeah, that one. We definitely are on the same page there. Um but I, dude, I'm just. Him, I am scared of Wardell Curry. Bro, I'm, everybody I'm is scared so of that scared. man, bro. There's two players. Got, I just want to say something. Actually, three. There's three players that I'm absolutely scared of. Very, very scared of. I'm scared of Damian Lillard. I'm scared of Steph Curry, obviously. And I'm also really scared of Jimmy Butler. So. Yeah, yeah, had a 40-point triple-double against you guys uh, during last year's finals. Ruined my, I had this, guys, I had everything ready for a great celebration. Friday night with my friends, and Jimmy Butler ruined it. Yeah, he messed that up. He messed <laughs> that up. He messed it up. Oh, man. But, yeah, like you said, um, Steph Curry is a one-of-a-kind player, and I really don't see him not making the playoffs. He's going to will that team yeah. to victory. And like LeBron said, he's probably. I think he deserves to be the MVP. Yeah, I think he's for sure going to get one of those two. Yeah, but um, also, are we going to ignore the fact that the Clippers lost two games on purpose so they couldn't see the Lakers in the first round? I think that's fucking hilarious. Um, And then I have Clipper fans talking. I have Clipper fans that have the audacity to text me saying, like, text me like, yeah, I'm going to read it to you actually. All right, we're pulling out the text guys. The texts are coming out. out. The texts. Where is this fool? Oh, here we are. No, 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 no. Long person. This is the Clipper fan. Guys, I have multiple Clipper fans text me. Clipper fan. Okay, this guy. I'm not going to say his name. H knows who I'm talking about, though. He says, he sends me a Sherwood Holmes tweet saying <laughs> the Clippers are scared of the Lakers, you think? And the Clippers proceed to lose two games in a row to avoid us so yes the clippers are obviously scared of the lakers i want all the smoke i want the clippers i god knows how much i want the clippers in the playoffs especially after they swept us 3-0 in the season series i don't care i mean yeah they swept us 3-0 but i mean two of those games we didn't have braun or ad so like i'm gonna let two of them slide but still they beat us 3-0 i just want to shut that whole fan base off towards like our organization i want to play them so i mean i want all the smoke um whether it's first second third 
I don't care which round it is. If they can get past the second round, so be it. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just thought that was funny. And I know you're a Lakers fan. I knew you would enjoy that. So, I want to step into my second question now and talk about the New York Knicks. For the first time in seven seasons, baby, the Knicks are back in the playoffs. Love to see it. And now that they finally made it, Julius Randle believes that they are far from finished. That brings me to my second question. How far do you think they could go? They're for, I think they're for sure going to beat Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta plays playoff basketball. I don't think. I think the the mentality and the energy that Tom Thibodeau has built in New York is is amazing. I think it's just simply incredible what he's done there. Just changing the whole culture of that team and everyone buying in. Every every you can tell when you watch that team. Everyone is locked in. They all have the same goal. They all have the same mindset. They want to run you over, and they want to play hard. They want to play physical. They want to beat you up. They want to play great defense, and they have themselves a superstar right now, obviously, in Julius Randle. I just love how that team plays. I love the heart they play with, and the Knicks are honestly, like, other than the Lakers, like, I love that fan base to death. I love Nick fans a lot. They're so great to be friends with. They're so great to be around. I've been to a couple games in Madison Square Garden. Those guys, the things with Knicks fans is they'll let you know. If you're winning, they'll let you know. And if you're losing, they will certainly, certainly let you know if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. That's what I love about them. Um, and then, like I said, I called it. I knew they were going to make the playoffs. I mean, that team is, they're a good team. And, I mean, they were 30th in power rankings to start the year, which was absolutely ridiculous. And then now, I don't even know how. But I think they're 7th right now. So, I think they're going to for sure beat Atlanta. And that's going to leave them playing the one seed in Philly. I mean, let's see how that goes. I mean, maybe they can beat Philly. I think they can take Philly to at least six, five or six games at least. I don't think Philly will sweep them in four. But... Who knows? I think for sure they're going to get past the first round, though. But, I mean, I don't know. With Joel Embiid playing as good as he's playing and the team in Philly, the team in Philly is just off the charts. So, I think first round, I think second round exit for the Knicks this year. But who knows? I mean, yeah, I definitely yeah, agree with uh, I definitely agree with your analysis. They're going to beat the Hawks in the first round, but their season will end in the second round to the Philadelphia 76ers. But I want to be really clear about this, and you brought this up. The Knicks are a team that nobody in the Eastern Conference wants to see. Uh, Statistically speaking, they were the best defensive team in the league by holding opponents to 104.8 points per game. That's why that Laker game was so low scoring. Exactly, bro. Exactly. And they have really solid... Exactly. They have really solid guards in Alec Brooks, Emmanuel Quickly, Alfred Payton, and obviously my boy... My obviously my boy D Rose, who's been a huge spark for them off the bench. So as, glad he's in the playoffs. So again. am I, man. So as he's glad. been averaging twenty one points per game, four point six assists per game, and three point nine rebounds in seven games since April thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Uh like you said, this team is gritty and they've been led by Julius Randle, who's the top candidate for most improved player, as he's averaging twenty four points per game, ten point two rebounds per game, and six assists per game. I love that the Knicks are succeeding, and this team honestly especially reminds me of that squad in 99 with Larry Johnson, Allen Houston, 
Latrell Sprewell, and Charlie Ward, and obviously Pat Ewing. Um, however, the top teams in the East are loaded with talent, and I just don't see the Knicks beating the Sixers, Bucks, or Nets in a seven-game series. That's just my opinion. I'm happy to see Spike Lee again, too. Dude, that's that's all. And seeing any Knicks celebrity fan happy is just a great thing to see. Sandler's happy. And the, the, I mean, it's just so great. I just that fan base, man. I just not only the Knicks fan base, just the, the whole New York City, like the whole New York sport fan fan base. Besides the, the Nets, like those fans are they're like Clipper fans or just plastic fans. Like the whole <laughs> New York fan base. Oh my god, I love I love those guys. They're, they're amazing. They're incredible. Dude, they're New great, James man. Because you know the why they're so great is that. They've been through all this hardship, yet they've all stuck <laughs> together. They they've been through it all, bro, and they've unified, and now look at them. Now they're back in the playoffs, and it's just great for the league, you know? It's amazing. Yes, it's so amazing. I love it. I love the Knicks. But, I mean, hey, I, I love how we're talking about a feel-good story, but now I want to talk about some sleeper teams. So I got to ask you, Cam, who is the biggest sleeper team in the playoffs? I mean, in like each conference or like in all all the playoffs? In, in, in the whole playoffs. I mean, I don't know why. Okay, there's two. Actually, no, no, I'm just going to go with this one. Maybe I'll bring up the second one, but I don't know why they are, especially after what they did last year. But it, Again, the Miami Heat are a sleeper team. I understand, yeah, they're the sixth seed or whatever, but I mean, they've been playing. They've been playing pretty good lately, and like we saw what they did in the playoffs last year. Like the Miami people don't understand the Lakers and the Heat. They're coming off the shortest off season in professional sports. Like, you go from being locked in a bubble for however many months, like three, four months, to all of a sudden playing, like, right straight again. Of course, you're going to get on a slow, rocky start. But Miami's play- Miami's been playing pretty good basketball lately. Sixty, I think they're going to beat Milwaukee. I think Miami, honestly, I... Miami's going to make the conference finals again, honestly. That's what I think, and... People are sleeping on them again. Like they're talking about Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee. And like I think Miami is the biggest sleeper team. I don't think anyone's talking about them, which I don't understand, quite frankly, why they're not talking about them. But yeah, I'd have to go with the Miami Heat. And then um, my second team is I think people are sleeping on the Lakers, but I'm not going to explain. Uh, I just want the people to watch and see. Respect, respectful decisions, and. Like you said, there are a lot of talented teams at both conferences, but the biggest sleeper team is the Miami Heat. Uh, after last year's finals performance, I thought the Heat were going to be right back on top, finishing as a top three seed. However, this team was hit with the injury bug early, and they just haven't been able to be consistent until now. Throughout the last 10 games, the Heat have been 7-3. and They've played winning basketball on both ends. And when you watch this Miami Heat team... They just click offensively. I mean, you could run it through Bam using dribble handoffs to find shooters. And Bam's passing ability is one of the most underrated aspects of his game as, he's abil- and he, as he has the ability to find guys 
cutting back door. Also, if Bam is having a bad night, you have this guy named Jimmy Buckets that you could run the offense through. I mean, he could take guys off the dribble, hit the mid-range shot right in the defender's face, and he can make plays for others. The only people injury hurt. That definitely hurt them, yeah. I think they're they're fine. Yeah. Uh, They have shooting in Robinson and Hero, and defensively, they're one of the best teams in the league, holding opponents to 108.1 points per contest. And also, they're extremely... Goran Dragic. Yes. Goran Dragic, ladies and gentlemen. They are extremely versatile with Trevor Ariza at the four, as they have the ability to switch on screens, and having Bam is an absolute luxury, as he's one of the best defenders in the league and one of the only players on the planet who can successfully guard one through five. But most importantly, they have one of the best coaches in the game, Eric Spolstra, and a really solid bench led by the savvy vet Goran Dragic. If I'm the Bucks, Nets, or Sixers, I do not want to see the Heat in the playoffs because they're extremely versatile defensively. They have two star players in Butler and Adebayo, and they have a really strong bench. But I'm going to have to disagree with you, Cam. I think this team is going to go down in the second round, and the X factor in that series is going to be Drew Holiday. He's a total upgrade from Eric Bledsoe. Um, he's got he's a much better three point shooter, way more efficient score from the mid range area. He can drive to the basket, and he's and honestly, like Kevin Durant said this. This isn't coming from me. Kevin Durant said this about Drew Holiday. He said that Drew Holiday is the best defender at the guard position in the NBA. So I think it's going to be a really good series. It's definitely I think it could definitely go to seven, but I got Milwaukee coming out on top. Uh, I mean, Miami's already did it. They literally kicked their ass. Yeah, that's true. Last last year in the <clears throat> bubble, they just ran them out of the gym. And I don't know. I just think Miami, when they're in the playoffs, like I think just like the Lakers are about to, I think they just kick it into a whole nother gear. Like I think they know like that they're playing, they're going to be playing playoff basketball soon. And, I think that brings the best out of that team. So, um, honestly, I, I mean, yeah, you're disagreeing with me, but like, I, I, I don't know. I think they're going to take that series. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I mean, you can never it's count be a out. Great series. I'm really excited for that one. Oh, dude, I'm so excited. Um, I mean, like you said, in life, you just can't count out Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra. You just can't. Yeah. It's. I mean, they they they've proven it time and time again. Um, but now. We're jumping into the last segment of the podcast. It's a pretty simple question, Cam. I know what you're going to say, but what's your NBA Finals prediction? Um, coming out of the West, the Los Angeles Lakers will come out the West. Um, I mean, I'll give an ex- I'll give an explanation to that. Um, we've done it before. Uh, it was we, we did it in October. Um, and. I just think our team is better. Quite frankly, I think we're better than we were last season with the additions we have in Drummond, Trez, Marcus All, Schroeder, Ben McElmore's been playing good. Taylor Horn Tucker is coming into this fantastic role that I love him in. Kyle Kuzma's not even playing. Guys, you guys don't know if you watch the games with me, you do know. I get pissed watching Kyle Kuzma. I cringe. I Kyle Kuzma makes me feel a whole lot of ways, but he's been playing great lately. I think he's really embracing this rebound run role where he he still takes a couple stupid ass shots, but like other than that, he's been pretty, he's been playing pretty well. But I mean, I just think our star power is too much. I just think no team can beat us, and like obviously, like 
I'm biased and I'm not going to say that we're going to lose because I don't think we are going to lose. But besides that, coming out of the East, it's really hard to say. But, like, honestly, Brooklyn's going to come out the East. Um, It'd be pretty embarrassing if they don't make it out the East considering what they've done over the course of the season with the additions they've made. I mean, you have... I mean, you guys know who they have. So what I'm saying is, like, they're just... They're crazy, especially when James Harden plays. They're absolutely insane. I think Brooklyn's going to come out the East. We're going to have a L.A.-Brooklyn final. And, I mean, should I say who's going to win? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. The Los Angeles Lakers will make history and become the lowest seeded team to win an NBA <clears throat> championship in the history of the NBA. And we will beat the Brooklyn Nets in six games. So that's what I have to say. All right. I mean, I respect that decision. We're going back to back. Yeah. I mean, I can't, can't, I, I'm not going to lie. It's, I, I kind of saw that coming. But like you said, I think if everyone stays healthy, my finals prediction is Nets Lakers. Um, this Lakers team is more loaded uh, talent wise than last season's team. And I think if the role players can step up in the playoffs, such as like Schroeder, Drummond, uh, THT off the bench, if KCP makes his shots like last season in the bubble, um, I really don't see anyone beating them. And then obviously, like you said, in Brooklyn, they have the most talented team in the league. Offensively, they have, I mean, offensively, they're a juggernaut. I mean, there's probably aliens studying our planet right now, and they probably don't even know how to stop the trio of James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and uh, Kevin Durant. So, like you said, it'd be really embarrassing if they don't make it. I got Nets-Lakers in the finals, and I got Nets beating them in seven. And I have uh, James Harden as my finals MVP. No, that cannot happen. That happens. I will be. I mean, if this, okay, here's the, if like Philly beats us, or like, if Philly or like, Miami or Milwaukee, if they beat us in the finals, all respect to them. They deserve it. I'll 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 lose I mean, I'll obviously cry and like be really sad and like depressed and everything. But like we lose to them, all respect to them. I like tip my hat off to them. But if we lose to the Nets, like oh fuck that, dude. I'm not losing I hate the Nets. I mean, dude, I don't really like them either, but I mean I with just, the, with, the, with a team like that offensively, I mean, how do you stop them? We can't lose to the Nets. Yeah. I, we're going to stop them, bro. Trust, we're going to stop them. Frank Frank, Frank knows what he's doing. Shooter's going to chase Kyrie. I'm, I, I mean, like, we're obviously going to lose some games in that series, but, like, I just feel like they cannot guard us. Like, in, like they can't stop us. Like, De- yeah, true. Defensively, they're year. one of the worst like, teams when, in the league. When we, have, when we have AD, and when you when you have AD, Braun, and Drummond, like, coming at you in the paint, possession after possession after possession, I think that's going to get to them. Obviously, they have their offensive firepower, but I just think our physical... I, I'm saying this, not even being biased. Like, I'm not even saying this because I want the Lakers to win, even though I do. Like, I just feel like our physicality that we possess, I feel like the depth that we possess. The Nets aren't that deep of a team. Okay? Yeah, I agree. They really aren't. They're not that deep of a team. The depth that we have, the, I mean, 
is listed on role players. We have great role players, especially KCP and those guys show up in the playoffs, which we did last year. The physicality we possess in Drummond, Trez, even Marcus Saul, and like all those guys, and like the interior presence we have. I mean, we have the best. We have the best big in the league. We have the best big in basketball. He's the best big in basketball. That's a whole another argument, but come at me with that argument. <laughs> He's the best big in basketball. We have the best big in basketball. We have the best player in the world, and we have the reigning six man of the year. We're gonna. I. We're gonna win that series. Trust me. We're gonna. Win yeah, that it's series. gonna be. It's gonna be a shootout, man. I'm just. Like you said, I'm just so excited for these playoffs. It's really going to be a one of a kind. I'm sorry year. about your Bulls, bro. You guys yeah, out. don't want to talk oh, about it. We're a bit I really of a. I thought you guys were going to do it. I know, man. I really playing. thought so too. Hopefully, our pick will land in the top four because it's top four protected. But you know what? We're going to do this offseason. We're going to get Lonzo Ball. We're going to reconfigure the team, and that backcourt of Lonzo Levine. There's going to be so many oops. It's gonna. It's gonna. Definitely be more of a Lob City Fest than in uh, New Orleans, that's for sure. But like you said, it's going to be a great playoffs, and I'm super excited to uh, see how everything goes down, bro. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this segment of the podcast. Have a great rest of your night.